0: If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. Yeah. So, the Fox News uh, last night, it was just on over in the corner. We were out on the patio just eating dinner, but. They were showing these uh, images of these riots. And I think they were saying Tennessee and uh, Kentucky. Was it Kentucky? No. Hmm. Kansas. Um, People like storming capitals and protesting and stuff. But did that happen? Or were they just showing some footage of something that had happened before?
1: Yeah, I know Tennessee... um had an insurrection where people took over a federal building.
0: Tennessee, okay. Yeah. That happened yesterday. Yeah, that did but happen. It was just Tennessee.
1: I mean, that's all I heard. I haven't heard about Kentucky, but who knows. They're not
0: Kentucky, I, I misspoke. It was Kansas City. So, So it was just Tennessee.
1: As far as I know, yeah, that's all I heard.
0: Okay. Weird, because I, I guess Fox News was making a big deal out of it. they were gleefully reporting on it and saying all the stuff about uh, it being January sixth for the left. So, but I didn't really dig into it, and I, I just looked up, tried to find anything in the news, and there's like a blacklist on it. I couldn't find anything. It is very strange. And I'm using Duck DuckGo too, so
1: Yeah I think they're just trying to keep it uh I don't know if you've noticed like pretty much right after um that hate crime against Christians they pretty much they stopped calling her trans at first they apologized for misgendering. I know. And then now they're just referring to her as a woman. Not even mentioning <laughs> that she was trying to be a dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that... Um, is, we're at a crazy point where they're apologizing for dead naming a dead piece a of dead shit. person? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean. Technically, both names are dead names
0: now. Yeah, exactly. There's somebody talking about, which I don't pay attention to social media, but there was somebody, well, I guess, I mean, a podcast could potentially be social media, but I was, uh, there's supposedly something going around saying, like a picture with the body, and then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were, was, or something. Oh,
1: the pronouns are not was, were. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we need more great. videos. This, this is the first time I can really remember where the cops come out and release the footage of the putting the person down. I, I approve. You
1: actually did a good job.
0: Yeah, I Yeah, that's probably it. They're proud of the response time. But dang, I watched that. That was impressive. It was. Uh, And it was... It's perfect. That's what should happen every time we have one of these shootings. Is the footage of them getting shot should go out as soon as possible. And they should not name the person. You should know nothing about them. Like, their name should not be shared... Just the footage of their twitching corpse once they get shot, I think, it would be a strong message, because I've always thought we should have a little, a new law where, you know, school shootings <clears throat> should, there should be like a public execution, a bad one, but then, you know, you start thinking, yeah, that's probably a bad idea and to have something like that on the books, but... <laughs> but this is the next best thing honestly i was i was quite happy to see that video come out and those guys did a great job too
1: yeah i was really impressed with i mean their tactics and their know, uh, they seemed to keep their heads about them
0: yeah yeah cuz they were going in they were they started off default they're going to just clear room to room and then they're just like they changed once they heard the shots upstairs they're like all right screw this let's just <laughs> Let's yeah. go. And so yeah. they 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 cleared that oh. first room and then they, they heard the shots or whatever and then they just ran upstairs. They and they had another stand group of, and wait. Yeah. Checking their phones and, and. Yeah, I know. And I think they even did some sort of like uh media release. I don't know who whoever was in charge. I don't know if it's the sheriff or whomever, but basically digging it. The Uvalde police. Good. I, this is what we do. We don't stand around outside for an hour. We go in. It was like 14 minutes or something from when they got the call to when they killed the the thing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. I, yeah. Impressive. Very impressive. Good to see. And they Rita. were probably
1: all gone, too. Is the two cops that they're, I guess, crediting for killing her... Um. Is uh? I, don't know, I think they just had pistols.
0: Well, the video I saw, the guy had a had a rifle. It was actually it had a scope on it, which I was thinking was a bad idea for indoors. But he might have had a red dot on the side or something. But
1: well, they had the guys that they kind of because they showed at least the body cam that I saw. They had a they had guys that were a little bit more geared up. That uh. We're like right in front of them that's essentially to be like <laughs> I don't know the catch the flack yeah and then they went in behind I don't know either way sound strategies sound tactics I haven't yeah. been that impressed since the Kyle Rittenhouse video to be honest <laughs> <you>. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> that guy yeah that was very impressive he gets hit in the head with a brick and gets partially knocked out and still is able to do rolls and shoot people in midair
1: (laughs) yeah he kept his wits about him yeah like that level of like handling a gun is just i mean that's impressive
0: yeah (laughs) i don't think i could do that
1: (laughs) yeah that's i don't know
0: Yep, fun times. Fun times. Yeah, it because I had heard there was supposed to be that. So this rally, they took over, let's see, they took over the, was it Tennessee, like the house or something like that? Yeah. Right? But there was supposed to be a nationwide rally. It was like billed as the... The Trans Day of Vengeance or something. Yep. Originally, but they changed the name. Um, it makes you wonder if this person... this, um, uh, Was cognizant of that and trying to uh, make this coincide with the greater rally, you know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, yeah, it's a definite possibility. I also read that... She was a former student of the school, and she was getting counseling from the current pastor there. Oh. And she was, and then she looked for the pastor, but couldn't find, like, I guess she was asking if he was there. Gotcha. And then some of the adults that got killed were, uh, I don't know, like best friends or something with like the former pastor's wife. Okay. So it sounds like there's like a little bit of a grudge there. Yeah. And uh, she chose that. I don't know if you've heard, but like she chose that target because there is the least amount of security there.
0: Yeah. That sounds about right. That's common.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a messy situation overall.
0: Yeah, it it makes you wonder too. You know the whole idea of school shootings. You know and it comes up and it comes up over and over again. Keeps happening. Um. But is it magnified just because it is such a uh, emotional issue? Um. And it gets magnified like every, you know, it's basically local news is now national news. Right. So just talking about it is then, you know, drives it into the public psyche and then, you know, creates the opportunity for people to do kind of copycat stuff like this. Because, you know, you know, you're going to get national attention every single time. It just seems like a bad thing.
1: It's definitely gets magnified because I think they do want to use it to take guns away. Yeah, and I think I actually started um so after it happened, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm uh, started creating a spreadsheet where I'm tracking all the mass shooters, where they shot at, you know, basically what state what year, if they came from a single-parent home, what types of hmm. drugs they were on, um, what their sexuality was, ethnicity, and military experience.
0: Really? How close are you to well, do finishing that? You're just getting started? or?
1: Uh, I'm up to 2007. Um, I kind of took a break from it. But from 1949 to 2007, there wasn't many, Um, but it really, I guess there's a big uptick in the 80s. So I was gonna use that to, um, as kind of a jumping on point, because I do wanna see, I wanna check gun laws in the 80s, or in the 70s, into the 80s. I wanna check, What drugs came out in that time, as far as like SSRI's stuff like that, to see why there was an uptick in the '80s.
0: Yeah, I just from the um, I feel like SSRI's came out. It was either in the late '80s or the '90s as a very common thing. Yeah, could ask an expert. No, the expert doesn't know. <laughs> I have our uh, resident medical professional on, on standby here, but um, I like she looked at me and said, I don't know. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, so far, other than one which was done by three uh, Chinese, I believe, in Washington. Which is sounded like that was more of like a gang thing.
0: hmm I mean,
1: Basically took over a casino and then killed everybody in the casino. Really? Due to some, it sounded like a gambling debt type of thing.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: or, or some, I don't know, they were, had beef with some type of a different group of people, but everybody else has had some sort of mental issues or been on a, some type of a drug so far. And I've only done uh see so ten out of the eleven that I've researched so far, ten have been on drugs.
0: Yeah. And what kind I mean, have they all been on SSRIs or just drugs in general?
1: That I haven't was once I got my full list, I was gonna go back through and try to research the individuals further. Um the first one that they, that I found listed was in 1949. He didn't appear to be on drugs at the time, but he was later diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, the next one in, and he came from um, a single parent home. The next one that I found was uh, I believe the Texas, uh, I think the University of Texas shooter Mm -hmm. The guy went up into the tower and shot all those people. Um, He was abused by his father and had heard voices in his head and actually reached out to get help, but then they, I don't know, just like (laughs) they didn't worry about it.
0: (laughs) Just just, just, uh, tell those voices in your head to shut up there, Johnny
1: yeah they they basically they didn't think it was an emergency, so they just like, Oh, we'll get back to him
0: jeez
1: but so, so those two guys had prior military experience. the third one did not, but um he was deemed mentally unstable. the next one the so the first one in the eighties was on prescription drugs. I couldn't find what, but again, this is just like my initial step into it. Yeah. Uh, as far as what his the what he's prescribed, he had prior military experience. He also came from a single parent home. Um, it's another one that sounded like that was. This one might be more Christopher Thomas in New York, 1984. That might be a little bit more, like, street level, so not, you know. It might have had to do with drugs because he was into the uh, uh, dealing with uh, cocaine and stuff.
0: Okay, well,
1: um, yeah. The next one, James Huberty, 1984, single-parent home raised by his father, but severe mental decline after his mother left. And then, um, next to prior military service, couldn't find information about mental
0: health. That's interesting. Um, so they're, I didn't.
1: killers. Columbine oh. killers were on Lubox. I was able to find that.
0: What the heck is that?
1: I don't know. I was going to research that.
0: Okay. <laughs> I can just pull it up right now, I guess. Well, I got something on SSRIs and violence. It's even on Wikipedia. Uh, Says, research by uh, David Healy and others have reviewed available data, including SSRIs increased violent acts in adults and children, both on therapy and during withdrawal. So wikipedia even has a little entry on that Hmm. um it also there's also something here where it says emotional blunting which is actually i think the entire purpose of ssri's so yeah yeah that's and just the sheer numbers of people i'm looking at trying to see when they were first introduced, it looks like they were invented in the 50s, Uh, FDA approval, Uh, basically there's different types, but the first was 1987 when uh, the first uh, SSRI was approved by the FDA, and then you've got a couple other different types of drugs uh, approved throughout the 90s. Um, And the last one is 2002. So Hmm. that is almost a correlation. If you're saying there's an uptick in the 80s going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, to use that list of when those drugs got um, approved and see when... Mass shootings continue to rise, or if or if it correlates with a certain drug being approved, to now there's a you know a bigger uptick in mass shootings.
0: Yeah, I would because it's
1: it's clearly not like I, again I'm not even like that deep into the the list yet, and to me it's clearly not the guns. Mm-hmm. And that's just from a, a strictly logical sense because. In 1949
0: to 1966, I mean, that's, was that 17 years? No, 49
1: to 66, uh, 59, uh, 17 years, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's
0: embarrassing. <laughs> I know, it's always embarrassing when you're not geared for math and then you have to do math.
1: <laughs> but um but the fact that there's only two in seventeen years when at that time you could go to you know your local Sears store and just pick up a gun right guns were far more prevalent far easier to get back then, but yeah we had far less shooting
0: and and you had the wasn't the Texas uh state wasn't that shooter in the tower uh he had a bolt action rifle did he not?
1: I believe so.
0: And I mean, you—you you also have um, freaking Lee Harvey Oswald. That's his name, right? He's assassinating yeah. the president with a bolt-action rifle as well. It's like you know, it's.
1: Well, I mean, the CIA did.
0: Oh, you know, shit. You're right. Damn it. <laughs> that was the story, anyways, that they came up with. Right. <laughs> but presumably there was another at least another guy with a bolt action rifle as well but and probably the same the same rifle just so they could get the uh, cartridges to match if they were found them, or the bullets but the point being <laughs> right you could go to Sears and buy a bolt action rifle and go <laughs> put yourself right. in a tall building and take out a bunch of people it's not like it's not like the type of gun is the the issue here um it's the the mentality of the person doing the thing, um, so
1: right. And it's such a dumb, dumb, dumb argument. I hate how these politicians jump on that. Like, oh, we need to ban guns. We need to do this, and no, no, you don't. You need to stop with these days of vengeance. Right. And figure out why would, what would bring someone to do this.
0: Yeah, I wonder what that could be. <laughs> I mean, tell, tell them they're oppressed. Give them a bunch of drugs. Say they're the wrong gender, and then tell them that they're being uh, genocide is being perpetrated on their uh, subgroup. Which <laughs> is
1: the only genocide on on trans people is by trans people. Yeah, aren't they like eighty? Was it like eighty two percent likely to attempt or think about suicide?
0: Yeah, I, I know it's a very high number, uh, and it's basically the same regardless of the uh, medical intervention. So, um, yeah, it's already, you know, uh, a group that's highly susceptible to mental issues. So it's very high. I know that.
1: All right, here we go. i pull up some stats. Where is this from? Humanrightscampaign.org. org. Um, let's see here more than half of transgender male teens who participate in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime
0: yeah
1: While 29.9% of transgender female teens said they attempted suicide among nine non-binary youth 41.8% of respondents stated they have attempted suicide at some point in their lives No. So that to me tells me that, which is why I don't, I don't agree with, you know, like, um, like Minnesota doing that, um, that law where they they call it uh, gender affirmation, Mm -hmm. but you're not affirming it. You're not helping these people out. Like they're clearly searching for something. They're, they feel lost. They feel unseen. And you just go with it and tell them, like, yeah, go ahead and change this. And there's a vast majority that regret it. There's a vast majority that it doesn't solve anything. And they still try to kill themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: well, just, it, it's wild. It, it,
0: it makes sense, too. I mean, what are you doing for them? Because So, basically, oh, I'm searching for meaning. And then you kind of direct them down this pathway of... Well, my meaning is I'm in the wrong, you know, I'm the wrong gender, clearly. So I'm going to change to the other gender and that's going to solve my issues of, you know, not fitting in, not belonging, all that. But, you know, what are you really doing and how effectively can you actually, the bottom line is you cannot change to another gender no matter what you do. So if you set these expectations that, you know, oh, well, this is going to solve your problems, we're going to get you on medical intervention, we're going to give you all these hormones and medications and surgeries, and then the end result is, guess what, you're just now <laughs> mutilated and <Yeah. laughs> on a bunch of drugs that didn't solve your problem.
1: Yeah, so. it's just, it's insane how, I don't know, just, the The powers that be are just running roughshod and controlling people that way.
0: Yeah. Well, and just, just encouraging it, too. It's nuts that it's uh, becoming so popular. It's like the, the newest thing, you know. did This this didn't even exist, like, I mean, how long ago? Ten years? Did this even exist ten years ago?
1: I mean, it did when I was a kid. Really? Um yeah, it was, uh, we, you know, I don't know, like, they're called, like, transvestites or cross-dressers or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It wasn't prevalent by any means, but I think, I actually found this guy on YouTube. I don't even know how I found him because they don't really go on YouTube, but, um, I it's called, like, Black Pilled something, and he's mm-hmm. got videos, or his videos are all about Oh, half hour long, and it discusses a lot of his stuff, discusses how movies throughout the past have socially engineered people. And there's a lot of older movies that kind um, of basically try to normalize this stuff, like even back then, like in the 70s and the 80s and 60s.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a the uh, that No Agenda podcast I listened to adam curry he he talks about i've i've heard them talk about this on a new, numerous occasions but there's a, a clear link between intel agencies and uh hollywood and they, they've, yeah. they've been doing this for you know and adver- just advertising but you know advertising in general just slipping in things to movies to shape the culture um but yeah it's been a it's been an intel agency and advertising uh, agency strategy for forever um, to just slip things into movies. But
1: isn't that part of um, Operation Mockingbird?
0: Yes, I believe so. They were—I mean—they were doing that with all the the news media. But you can rest assured I think they that did that with Hollywood too. Yeah, it's just nuts. It just makes you think once, I mean, it, it's almost seems conspiratorial at first when somebody says, oh man, the CIA, you know, assassinated Kennedy. But then it's just like, you just start digging into these uh, declassified projects and you realize the scope of what these people are doing. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute, we're involved in like every aspect of society for yeah. decades. Um, then yeah. you get to the point where I wonder if they're running the country it sounds crazy at first but yeah you just keep looking into it and it seems less and less crazy
1: uh, yeah I don't know it's, <laughs> it's, it's nuts dude
0: and I've, I've had this I mean just recently I've had this uh changed my mind has been changed probably within the last year about this i mean i really thought it was just absolute lunacy but you just you read about operation mockingbird and operation stargate and just the stuff that these people have been doing and then you know it's been exposed because i guess the biggest thing for me was um with Trump, you know that's how I got really exposed to their just the FBI's uh, meddling behind the scenes and just the pervasiveness of it all. You know, and the you know they're creating these uh, narratives and then leaking lies to the media, so that then the media reports on this narrative and then they get to quote the media as their reason for continuing their actions you know it's it's like they've got this strategy down and they've been doing it for a long time you know it you get a reporter and you say man i think there's you know i think trump is colluding with russia and we've got we've got lots of evidence and it's classified so don't don't tell anybody and then they go out and publish it um, and then the FBI goes and takes these news stories and says, "Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like the media's got some evidence that Trump's been colluding with Russia. So uh, we need to get a FISA warrant to start uh, spying on his campaign and his people because you know we can't let democracy be you know influenced by Russians. So it's a it's a feedback loop, um, and then they just go in front of the FISA." court and basically they don't just they don't need jack crap to (laughs) they don't need jack shit to get a fisa warrant turns out um and then voila now they're they're spying on the entire trump campaign so they got the the two hop rule so they're able to you know get a warrant on or a fisa on freaking papadopoulos and then you know then via that they can spy on well anybody he contacts, they can spy on anybody they contact, you know it's it's insidious, man
1: Yeah, it's I don't know uh, I mean, they've done a great job in you know, telling people that I'm branding people as conspiracy theorists for questioning their motives and their operations but then I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but when you bring in when you start an organization like the CIA with Nazi scientists and with Nazi, you know, propagandists and all that stuff, and then you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years later, all of a sudden you got things like MK Ultra, Operation Mockingbird. Uh, what was the one where they're, oh, man, they're running a brothel somewhere in California.
0: <laughs> midnight and Climax?
1: Like, yeah, Midnight Climax, getting the angel <laughs> all hopped up on LSD and then just, like, watching what happened. I mean, all that stuff is Nazi stuff.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: you know, they have a church committee, and they're like, oh, you guys need to stop. And they're like, oh, yeah, we totally will. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, Okay. They must have stopped because they said they did. And then now we have things like social media or we have, you know, their own agents and, you know, in the news or in Hollywood. And it's just, yeah, dang, man.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's kind of like, you know, uh, so I always think politics is. Uh, it selects for the most uh, insidious, uh, psychopathic, just people who don't care what other people think about them. Uh, just the most most ruthless, power-hungry individuals make it to the top, because that's what the whole political system selects for. It's very similar with the CIA. Uh, I've, I've heard some interviews with uh, people from the CIA you know, covert agents and they've said that literally that the agency selects for people with ambiguous morals because that's what it takes to successfully uh, go undercover because you know you're not doing real high-speed cool you know James Bond stuff what you're doing is you get a, a cover story about who you are you get embedded in another country and you're supposed to make friends with The target, you know to get them to reveal secrets to you. So let's say it's somebody working in wherever Russia's You know nuclear research uh, Some just dweeby scientist. So you go over there and you integrate yourself into the society and reach out to the the person and just convince them either knowingly or unknowingly, to give you every piece of information you can possibly get from them. So, I mean, you lie to them, you threaten them, you do all this crazy stuff. And that's, I mean, that's that's what they're selecting for. So then you get these people who do field work for years and they get promoted and now they're at the top and they've got this God mentality that they can (laughs) run the world basically and no morals (laughs) and they're super intelligent. It's like, it's just not a good combination.
1: That's why I don't trust people on the right, like Buck Sexton, or... <laughs> I mean, even the dudes from, like, Black Rifle, they're former CIA. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... I don't
0: know. Well, weren't I they contractors? Nice like, Evan Hafer's the guy at Black Rifle, isn't he? He was, like, a uh, Green Beret, and then he contracted for the CIA.
1: Yeah, he's... He, um, he's the one I trust the least. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't stand that guy. He's such a little beta cuck. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just, he, because he originally, um, the the whole thing started when, uh, like when Kyle Redhouse got out of jail and... Uh, whoever like picked him up as his lawyer or whoever swung by a store picked up a black rifle shirt you know just because he needed not jail clothes yeah and they took a picture and of him in this black rifle and with the people that helped get him out and uh i don't know a bunch of like twitter bots you know of course try to cancel black rifle and I mean, at first they said they didn't uh, uh, endorse him and they didn't want to get into it or, you know, take advantage of, you know, people dying. Okay, whatever, I can, you know, it's not fully what happens. a little more nuanced than that, but, you know, I can respect that, right? Mm-hmm. But then he doubled down and because you know people on the right or people that supported rittenhouse got upset and you know refused to you know buy the products anymore and he did a new york times interview and doubled down on it and said he wanted to remove um like he would have gladly paid to get like racist people out of you know from buying his product and um, he's glad people stopped and he was going to make um a blend with, uh, like, St. Michael on the package. Yep. <clears throat> uh, but then didn't because one of his FBI friends told him, like, white nationalists were using that as a symbol. And it's just like, dude, just just stop talking. Hmm. It's just, it, was, it was so bad and so offensive that, I mean, they just, yeah, I don't trust the guy. I have zero respect for him. They, they came up with their name. Um, back when like the BLM stuff was popping off, mm-hmm. their original thing is they started out as a t-shirt company that started selling coffee. Except Matt Best is the is the other guy. He had a t-shirt company, and then um, because Evan Hafer is a, a veteran, they started also selling his coffee in their in on their t-shirt store, and they came up with the name because they released a shirt that said "Black Rifles Matter." Oh yeah, and that's how the name started, and then now they're trying to distance themselves from. I don't know one of the probably one of the most famous uses of uh, self-defense in the history of the country.
0: Interesting.
1: So it's just they're yeah they're they're pushing. Back. I mean it's like your client base your your customer base is veterans, people on the right, like your typical blue-haired Starbucks drinker is not going to be buying Black Rifle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I get it as a business, you want to obviously keep your customer base as large as you can, but when you've already kind of said this is the niche, this is the community we're going for, you can't just like backtrack out of that.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I didn't know enough about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, just I don't know. I think Matt is kind of detached from it because he's more of like a marketing guy and like funny t-shirt guy, I think. But yeah, Evan Hafer, yeah, huh. I can't stand that dude.
0: Well, I'll have to, I'll have to dig into this some more. I mean, it, to me, it just sounds like you know, they're a company and they're trying to make money and, you know, they're just going back and forth trying to position themselves correctly. But
1: I mean, they used to be sponsor like Hannity, I think Glenn Beck, a few of the other, you know, those other conservative guys and they've stopped doing that. Oh, gotcha. You rode those coattails just so you could get popular enough. You could call yourselves America's coffee. And now you're they donate to Democrats, which again, you know, whatever. But you know, people that are outspoken anti Second Amendment people, you really call black rifle. Your veterans,
0: yeah. they support
1: Dan Crenshaw.
0: Oh, there you go. That's that was so, the real reason. I knew that was yeah, it. That's it.
1: <laughs> that's another thing that Drinking Bros podcast I was telling you about. I listened to it. They started with. Yeah, they started with the same guys. They were huge Dan Crenshaw supporters. And I started getting pissed and stopped listening to them because of that. And then finally they came around and they no longer, at least that podcast no longer likes Crenshaw.
0: Oh, really? I haven't heard them yeah. bring him up.
1: Yeah, they stopped. They used to be friends with him and have him on from time to time.
0: Huh. Yeah, I listen to them every every episode now. It's really good.
1: Nice. Yeah, they just—I don't know.
0: They're just comedians. It seems like (laughs) more than anything. Yeah, Patterson is.
1: I think Ross, the—I guess—kind of the main guy. He kind of steers the ship. You can kind of tell. Yep. And he tries to like lighten the mood if Dan gets too too in the weeds or too dark. Yeah. (laughs) But these guys.
0: Those guys are insane. They're too successful for their own good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I used to love Black Rifle. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I used to support them, and I don't know. I just I, I can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's it's all about, you know, you can't expect you can't expect people to be everything that you want them to be, you know? I Honest? Honest honest <laughs> <laughs> i mean
1: i just expect them to be
0: true to their word i don't you think that's too much to ask definitely not that
1: <laughs> but apparently yeah apparently it is i don't know
0: <laughs> definitely not that whatever money is involved honesty goes out the window
1: yeah they went public so Did now they, they have really a board and all that stuff they're on the stock exchange all that stuff so okay i think that was kind of the downfall
0: yeah, no kidding. Cause then you, if you go public, then you're you're accountable to a whole another set of rules. Yeah, it's
1: funny because um, so they have a uh, like an actual coffee shop and stuff in like Utah. I think that's where the headquarters is. Yeah. So um, when Emily went down there uh, with your sister uh, to Utah, I was like, oh, I should, this is before all the stuff popped off. So we should stop by the Black Rifle. Um, story or
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: And uh, the reviews on it were talking about how rude the people were and all that stuff and I was like oh maybe it's just you know you get your typical people who had a bad experience and then just dramatize it and all that stuff. They went and said the same thing so they're extremely rude and just didn't really care. And I realized you know it's not probably like actual veterans or I don't know, Black Rifle people that work there, it's probably your typical barista.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't gotten to many coffee shops, but the baristas seem pretty nice to me.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's, it's I don't just know. a
0: company culture thing. Could be. I
1: went to Starbucks today.
0: Did which you? was his family. For Rapture. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: They're starting to recognize me, which is Uh sad. (laughs) They ordered the same thing. It's not something I would drink. I don't think something uh, vanilla, something cold brew. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. But I hate ordering these. It sounds. I don't know. They see me pull up and (laughs) just this gnarly looking dude with a big beard in a truck ordering a. Froofy little drink
0: <laughs> But it's for Emily
1: Yeah it is But they don't know that <laughs> I get a lot of smiles From the dudes that work there so That's
0: t- <laughs> a bad <laughs> sign I know what you're insinuating from- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You're just in there No it's, it's, for, it's for my wife It's, it's for my wife <laughs> Yeah, make sure you wear a
1: wedding ring and like <laughs> present that you know with my card when I pay for it, but it doesn't
0: seem to work. <laughs> they ask for a name, Emily. No, I'm not. I'm yeah. not Emily. I'm not Emily. <laughs> They're like, sure. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. The last coffee place I went to, we um, we're going to a um, farmer's market and. In- Patrick had to use the bathroom and they didn't have any outdoor bathrooms there so I had to go find a place and I went in it was like <laughs> it was like everything you'd expect from a coffee shop it's just you know from like Seattle or something it's had all this fancy art and like Nikola Tesla stuff on the wall and they had a bunch of uh, mushroom additives that was like their thing they put Mushrooms in your mushroom powder in your coffee—it's actually That's pretty good though. It's some of the best coffee I've had. At like chaga or something. I got their house special and it was freaking amazing. And it was just regular coffee with like cinnamon and stuff in it. It wasn't even. Just, yeah, it was great. I don't know. I'd like to go we have for a coffee that.
1: shop here, a local one that uh, Emily likes. And I can go in there, like, every so often. But then you just go in there and feel the judgment. <laughs> like, they're nice enough, but, like, and they're they're real nice to her. But then me being, like, a straight white guy, they just, I can feel the judgment. They got books for sale. And it's like, I mean, you name it. You... Every leftist fan fiction you can think of is in there. Yeah. It's just...
0: I know what you mean, I know. So you just go in there and you start putting your hand on your gun and looking around suspiciously.
1: (laughs) Oh, guns aren't allowed. It's a gun-free zone.
0: Oh, no, of course. Of course. They want to be safe. You gotta oh. put that sign up. Keeps them safe. All the baddies, they can't come in. You know
1: what would really, what would really stop all these mass shootings? What if we just made murder illegal?
0: Well, dude, I think this is the best idea. Right? I don't know
1: why no one's. I should write my congressman.
0: Jeez, you know we, we should just start making murder illegal. Yeah, we got to no, know specifically, they haven't been specific enough. They need to make a law. To make it to make it illegal for mass shootings in schools, I think that I think that's the problem. Yeah, because they're not specific enough. They just say murder. They don't say mass murder in schools.
1: Maybe yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe people have just gotten confused. They're like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to kill one person.
0: And maybe it's adults. It could be the problem. They think you can't. It's just adults that you can't kill, but kids are fair game. They need to I mean, specify if you can it.
1: kill, if you can kill babies like after they're already born, maybe they're just, you know, see it as abortion or something.
0: You're right. Maybe they're confused. That's exactly it. Just we just we need to specify
1: really late term abortion.
0: Man, dude, you're right. You're right. We need to specify that specifically, like the ages of the kids and everything, the number. But not yeah. the gender
1: because we we don't know that. Yeah, we,
0: you don't know that. You have to ask them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to hear something crazy?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Right now, I'm holding a gun in my hand, and it has done absolutely nothing.
0: Dude, don't, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear a loud bang on the other end. Find out the. Gun's it's dangerous. It's
1: dangerous. I know, but so far, it has not killed me.
0: You gotta be. So you gotta keep an eye on that thing. Yeah. Doesn't have bullets anywhere around it, does it? Cause
1: it's got bullets in it. Shit! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. I'm just gonna hear a loud bang. I know it. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Is, that it? Is that it? That? <laughs> Is that it cocking itself? What's that? Is that it cocking itself?
1: I just I, I took the magazine out, and now I'm I'm inserting it back in. Mm.
0: It's only matter one in the chamber. Mm. Crazy. Taking your life in your hands, man. I know. I know. Yeah. <sighs> man.
1: <clears throat> when when is there gonna be a a straight day of vengeance?
0: <laughs> we're we're now on a watch list. <laughs>
1: Probably we're on a
0: watch list. <laughs> They're gonna come to your house. <laughs> <I> <laughs> would I just, not be surprised.
1: And like, what would you possibly think? How would you? How? Who came up with that branding?
0: Uh, a, a radical trans
1: day of vengeance.
0: Radical who read too much Malcolm X. Maybe. I, I just
1: read that uh, Malcolm X was bisexual. I don't know if that was true or not.
0: Well, there you go. That's that's probably exactly who they were reading then. They're like, hey, man, he was just like the first uh, violent trans metro dude. Perfect example. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts that people, you know, the, the violent rhetoric is so interesting. Um... Because, yeah, you're right, people, just conservative types, just bend over backwards to, you know, even if they're joking, you know. <clears throat> like Steven Crowder, he his little tagline is, I think, Fight Like Hell, you know, playing off of Trump's whatever speech yeah. or tweet or something around January 6th, but they just constantly, constantly... Well, not, not not real not this, not that. You know, qualifying everything, and the left can just go out and say, "Yeah, we're gonna have a day of vengeance. We're gonna burn it all down. And we're, you know, it's just." And they do burn it all down. is the funny part, and they still get away with it.
1: Yeah, I just I, for like younger people or people who I don't know. I guess are learning about the world. How can you not look at those things and, and see that? I don't get it. Like, how can you see when we had that summer of love where you had actual insurrections where people took over parts of cities, called them autonomous zones, were killing people, looting, burning down cities, trying to burn down federal buildings, and that, that's, those are deemed mostly peaceful protests that definitely are not spreading COVID. <laughs> and then
0: Specifically, for sure, not yeah. COVID.
1: And then you have a bunch of grandmas and a dude in a Viking costume <laughs> that got guided tours of the Capitol building, and all those people are held in solitary confinement without charges.
0: Yeah.
1: it's just it's, In just
0: terrible conditions, too, like intentionally yeah. so. It turns out the the warden at the prison is, like, intentionally not cleaning the area. And just, (laughs) they're going to rot in here. (laughs) Just, like, they're literally political prisoners.
1: I mean, if that's the case, then since we all evolved from monkeys, I'll just do what the ancestors did. Start throwing my poops at them.
0: You never know. It's probably wanna play. play. That's the move.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the problem is is that you have some people that still have some decorum and decency and Christian values Mm -hmm. of turning the other cheek, um, of being respectful and being I don't know, upstanding citizens, and then you got some where, um, you know, your feelings and you are all that matters. It's just this massive, narcissistic approach to life, and so you go in there like, oh, I feel, you know, like, I don't know, mistreated. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm gonna, you know. Could go out and act on
0: it. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that goes right along with um, the f- the fundamental issue. Mm, my voice is going on me. I gotta hit the cough button. The f- the uh, fundamental issue, the weakness of democracy in general, or representative republic, or whatever. Um, the the issue is, you are allowed freedom and what that allows is people to actively destroy the system from inside the system um... so you know you're allowed to express communist views because of freedom of expression and speech and communism is completely antithetical to the system that we currently have so you know you could just legitimately have a communist movement in this country that came together, organized, and voted in communists, you know, and there's nothing you can do about that. So it's, it's a system that, you know, by its fundamental design is inevitably going to uh, destroy itself from the inside one way or the other because of freedom there's really nothing you can do about that except what they like uh the whole supposed benjamin franklin quote about the you know democracy if you can keep it uh or a republic if you can keep it whatever the case is whatever he said or did not say but and then the idea of a moral citizenry like it only lasts as long as The citizens are moral. Um, They knew it. I mean, they talked, they literally talked about this exact issue. So, once you don't have moral citizens anymore, then, you know, and they don't share a fundamental ideology, they're going to do exactly this. And you're just going to have people destroy the system from the inside, which they've clearly been doing. Just it, it only goes in one direction, too. It doesn't. There's never more freedom, you know? <laughs> you notice that? <laughs> People never vote for more freedom. It, it just only goes the opposite way. It's just steady progress.
1: It's just, I don't know, when all of your politicians are trying to take it away. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the problem is we've, gotten too soft we've had it too good and nobody really wants to fight for it yeah that's kind of what Marx and Alinsky talk about where most people in America are are in that middle class or that have a little I forget what Alinsky called them um but they basically both hated the middle class because they're the ones who have just enough where they don't want to lose it, and they'll fight just to keep that. Mm-hmm. But won't really fight for a revolution. And they're also not greedy, you know, like George Soros types. Mm-hmm. So they hated they hated them because they weren't like so to them they became the ultimate villain.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's like they're the ballast in society, keeping things kind of going in a relatively unchanged direction. You know, it's middle class, got a job, got kids in school. It's like that's what you care about. You care about stability. Whereas, yeah, like radicals don't want stability, obviously. They want change as quickly as possible. So you got to get, that's why it's always the, young college age kids that they you know those are the people out burning stuff down they got nothing to lose
1: yeah it's I don't know I think when you remove God from a society when we've touched on this before Mm -hmm. but I think when you remove God from a society and remove that moral standing it just like with anything, creates a power vacuum. And, I mean, to me, the ultimate answer is try to get God back in society. But I feel that's a pretty tall order.
0: It is. It is. And it's, you know, traditional religions have been so maligned for so long that I don't think you can bring those back is the problem. You know, we've the trends have been Dramatically down for uh, church attendance and everything. Um, yeah, I think it, they've been so maligned. There has to be something new, some sort of ethic. But it, to me, you don't necessarily need religion per se. It's just, you just need to have some self awareness. Just, you know, you need one, you need one rule. It's the golden rule, right? It's like that's all you need. <laughs> it yeah. seems pretty simple to me. Just don't treat other people like crap. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it more complicated than that?
1: I mean, where do you, where does that come from though? You know, that I mean that comes from a moral state like uh, cuz to me, you know, those morals have to come from somewhere, right? Uh so because because otherwise what makes it you know inherently right or inherently wrong you know who decides that but based off of what there's a right and there's a wrong but that comes from somewhere
0: possibly you've got multiple schools of philosophy that talk about this and I'm not well in the first to dig into their arguments but you know I, I don't I think it really boils down, you know, it's the whole, uh, idea of Christianity seems like a philosophy. It really seems like a, a good philosophy. I mean, legitimately, I mean, Jesus was a a freaking rabbi. So, I mean, (laughs) that's, that's like what rabbis do is take the the law. They're basically philosophers and lawyers, um, in the Jewish tradition. You ever hear, uh, jewish people describe their religion it's you know you have the law and the ten commandments you know set out by moses and what they do is they they argument they argue it like lawyers um or philosophers you ask what if questions different scenarios that apply um i think ari shafir even he's a comedian but he describes this very well too um in in just a number of locations if you want to look it up but so yeah it's philosophy and i think the whole idea of christianity is um you know jesus philosophized the jewish religion into some very very simple rules (laughs) you know it just comes down to that it's like hey just don't be a dick to other people (laughs) as best as you can I mean, that's, yeah. that's just it. That's, I mean, you could basically base everything off of that. I mean, that scale gets a little bit harder because then you get into ideas of, well, how many people and how much bad stuff and stuff like that. But person to person, individual level, it's pretty damn simple.
1: I mean, I think that, you know, there's, you know, ultimately a lot of different aspects, I guess, of Christianity that you can. Take from that. I mean, the the turning the other cheek thing, I think, is a big one.
0: And we're not talking about throwing poop in prisons, right? No. <laughs> okay. No. Let's keep going. Sorry, I had to get that in.
1: No. Um, <laughs> no, that's just primal. Primal instinct. So it's, it's
0: kind of the opposite of that.
1: That is the opposite for sure. All right. All right. Continue. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. But, you know, I, you know there's, there's that one. There's the denying yourself, like denying your base desires. Because I think that, you know, whether it's the, I don't know, whatever, trans movement or, or I mean, really anything, it's just everybody in today's society is a narcissist.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: you can even, even just driving, like drivers are so bad now. I don't know how they are down there,
0: but they're so
1: bad up here. (laughs) What's their worse? They're worse. (laughs) Jeez. Like, they just don't see other people. Yeah. They don't care about other people. And, I mean, I guess to some degree that could go back into the, you know, treat others how you'd want to be treated. But... Society used to, you know, look out for each other, like, I mean, even just on the road, you're like, okay, that car's coming pretty fast, I probably shouldn't just merge there and give them the finger. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you should wait for that faster car to get out of the way, then you'd switch lanes. Yeah. Or you realize that, you know, you're probably not the main character in the story, so you know look out for for other people yeah be more defensive when you're driving but everybody's just so concerned with what they're doing and what's going on in their lives this idea that we're all just the main character in in this movie you know and obviously that's not going to work out you can't have that many main characters
0: that's so interesting it doesn't work <laughs> that, i've never i've never considered that that's like a uh man how people drive is a reflection of their morals damn dude <laughs> <laughs> that makes deep. so much sense that you could do you could do a freaking uh, a scientific uh, like uh, some sort of study on this
1: <laughs> you can I think there's a correlation between... You know bumper stickers between how people drive to their their ethics, their morals, their worldview, how they vote, all that.
0: (laughs) That's so interesting because that just I mean just the drive down here because I went to I'm in San Antonio. uh, But yeah, the drive over here I can recall a few people, uh, a guy in a a truck. When we were just coming out of uh, out of Houston, and he was, you know, everybody's driving approximately normal how you'd expect, and this guy comes up just swerving in and out of traffic, back and forth between the lanes, just barely missing people. <laughs> it's just like I was getting mad, you know. It's like what what is that? What what drives somebody to It's just, you have to imagine it's, they're frustrated that people are, you're frustrated that people aren't in your way. Everybody else is a side character in your show, and and you got to be somewhere, you know? That's exactly what it is.
1: They take it so personal. (laughs) Like, these people are, you know, driving five miles slower than you want them to just to mess with you, and I mean, that's not the case. Mm mm You know... I guess a perfect example too would be uh, when I came back from my Starbucks run today, which again is for my wife, not for me.
0: <laughs> just keep saying that, man. <laughs> You're <laughs> gonna, gonna slip up true. eventually. <laughs> um, but
1: I got stuck behind a guy who, and like they haven't really plowed the roads yet. Oh yeah. Um, so I got stuck behind a guy who's just driving down the middle of the road. So I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's it's winter. I get it. Um, and he's driving, so he's driving maybe 20 miles an hour, and there's a mail truck in front of him. Mail truck's coming up to a stop sign, comes to a complete stop. The guy starts braking like two blocks away. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, all right, whatever, maybe you got, you know, some bad bad tires, bad brakes, I don't know, you know, no worries. I'm almost home, I don't really care, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, So this guy gets up to the stop sign, this is a four-way stop, and there's a truck with a plow blade on it, who is already there, getting ready, he starts making his turn, he's already there. The car, who previously had been driving slow, previously been driving down the middle, all of a sudden just guns it and goes through the stop sign, almost missing the truck, and the truck guy just like throws his hands in the air like, what, you know, what the heck's going on here? Mm Mm-hmm. Looks at me and I'm, I just like wave him on like yeah man you were there, and uh, he just kind of shakes his head as he drives by me, and it's, so again I mean that to me that person was completely living in their main character life, not paying attention to. Okay, I'm at a four way stop. I was not here first. Mm-hmm. This much larger vehicle, better equipped for the snow, is already in the lane. I should probably just stay here
0: Yeah Yeah, that's, that's You're blowing my mind here I'm thinking of examples and everything <laughs> I'm just Stuff's popping up But that makes some of the main character mindset That's great It, it speaks to the ego And it's, it's stuff that I've heard lots of people talk about But I mean, your default is to become egotistical, right? Because that's what right. the world looks like. I mean, we're basically living in a uh, a simulated world in our heads. You know, you know, you think you see stuff, you hear stuff, you interact with the world. But all it is, is you're just getting these little data inputs from the sensors outside of your brain. And it's just putting together this, this sim world. <laughs> and yeah. you are the main character because it's the only thing you control so eventually you're going to default and default to just complete egoism unless unless you take the time to uh, actively not do that it's just that that empathy putting yourself constantly in somebody else's position and imagining what things must be like for them which is hard to do but yeah with this this traffic thing so I used to be such a rule follower So I would Drive between Fargo And you know Cambridge Uh, And so on the the Interstate the highway The speed limit was 70 I'd set my Cruise control at 70 and I'd drive In the left lane Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it militantly (laughs) I was a bad guy but um <laughs> so I'm like, hey, the the speed limit's the speed limit. Like what are you guys doing? <laughs> I am driving the speed limit. <laughs> if if you're going faster, you're breaking the law, so <laughs> honestly.
1: I'm surprised we need I didn't more get people killed. like that. <laughs> we need more people like you out there.
0: I don't do it anymore because i don't want to die but and i don't that it
1: is dangerous
0: <laughs> i i still go a little bit over because i'm a little bit more flexible on the rules these days but still <laughs> yeah
1: I, there's times <laughs> where i'll go 70 and a 55 just because i mean that's what traffic's doing mm-hmm. and like you said you know you, you don't want to die so i'll do that and i'll still have people trying to force me over
0: uh-huh because
1: they're going even faster
0: yeah and at that
1: point it's like dude i'm already going 15 i'm just gonna keep it here yeah it's on you to get around
0: me <laughs> yeah yeah
1: which i realize is maybe wrong but
0: I mean, <laughs> it's so like, tough on, you know bro. it you know you just got to be cognizant of the whole situation i think because you know i've I've been I, I'm a lot more casual driver these days just because I'd spent so much time uh, Driving for the inspection job and like got I'd be on the road three to four hours a day So I just you know, it's I'll get there when I get there is kind of my mentality and just Casual like I don't try to pass people, you know, I just I'll just Park it in the right lane and just whatever You know, because Houston, it's like the traffic's so bad that there's just no point in trying to get around people because you're all going to come to a dead stop in a mile anyways. (laughs) So it's you get a different perspective. You're just sitting there just being casual and just seeing people just driving like lunatics. And you're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. You know, like, I'll see you. I'll see you in five minutes (laughs) stopped in that line of traffic up ahead. (laughs) It just doesn't oh, matter. I
1: love, I love seeing that, like the people that you're talking about that are bobbing and weaving through traffic. Yeah, and then you just know, you know what's going to happen, and then you just see them like slamming on their brakes. It's like, well, you got one car ahead of me, so good on you.
0: Yep, <laughs>
1: but I think we're both here.
0: <laughs> I think, I think quite a few people see driving as a race inherently. It sure seems yeah. that way. Yeah. Like, you get one car ahead, you won.
1: <laughs> the only time I really, like, actively pass people is if they're going... You get those people that go, like, 20 under the speed limit. Yeah, yeah. Or that are coming onto a highway and are going, like, 30. And you you get around them and you see them in their Prius drive by themselves with a mask <laughs> on. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. Overly cautious,
0: very safe people. Now Sierra Sierra gets mad at those people too. Like it's (laughs) just as unsafe to drive under the speed limit as the speed. Like yeah, fair enough. That's true. She's an angry driver. I'm just a casual, casual driver. Because that was the thing too is that my mentality in driving has changed a lot because if you let it get emotional. I mean you're just you're literally taking years off of your life with the stress of it all. Just really? <laughs> just you know, you get angry cuz somebody's riding, you know, riding your ass or something or my favorite is when they come flying up behind you and then flash their headlights at you. I'm just like I am <laughs> yeah. definitely not getting over now. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to slow down. <laughs> but you got you got to just doesn't matter. I don't want to get shot. I'm just going to pull over. <laughs> yeah i see stories people get shot on the highway here constantly in road rage incidents
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's happened here a couple of times but i used to be an aggressive driver
0: oh yeah to
1: emily's <laughs> chagrin but uh I don't, so i started going to work and i was like oh i have to drive this fast because everybody else is yeah But then I realized if I also just get over and just go like, you know, what, five over or whatever, you know, your typical, just enough to feel rebellious, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I get there at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's, It's plus or minus, you know, a couple of minutes. It's just.
1: Yeah. It wasn't enough to like, you know, if I was running late and I still did the same thing, it's like, I don't know. So once I realized that, it's like, oh, I can just be a normal person.
0: You just decrease your stress level by so much, too.
1: Yeah, and you feel great. I just feel like, oh, i still at work on time. <laughs> I'm in one piece. I didn't almost die. That's
0: that's that's like, I guess, I was trying to describe to Sierra because she just, every time she's out driving, she comes back and angry about something somebody did. And I was just like, she's like, how do you how do you not get angry? I'm just like, I guess I just, I see it as a game, right? It's it's a game of don't die. <laughs> That's all I care about on the road, really. It just I just want to get where I'm going and not die. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I You know?
1: <laughs> I play the same game, only I call it getting home. Yeah? I just, I, I don't let anything keep me from getting home, basically. Yeah. So whether that's not dying, whether that's being nice to somebody, I try to just do that. Whatever is going to increase my chances of getting home, Yeah, I'll be fine.
0: That's a good... I mean, you got to have some sort of mantra, otherwise that ego just gets you.
1: (laughs) It does. And another thing I've noticed is that within the last couple of years, and maybe this is not new to some people, so I'm good on them for that, but service people, whether it's, you know, food, coffee, whatever, just being nice. Like, even if I'm having a crap day or even, you know, if they treat me with a little bit of attitude, instead of taking that personally, I just, you know, try to make sure that they have a good day and they had a pleasant experience with me. And you see, like, their, you see, like, that stress just, like, leave their face. Yeah. It's crazy. And then they have a better day which means other people are going to have a better day.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: And it's not completely selfless because then that improves my drive and increases my scoring, my getting home game. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, you know, but it's just like if people stopped, you know, if your Starbucks order gets screwed up, it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know, when that happened to me, it's, you know, as a kid, like I'd go... There's this Arby's in particular that I would go to. And I started getting mad because I, 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 to this day, still like the mozzarella sticks at Arby's. I don't know why. They're pretty good. It's frozen mozzarella sticks. They're not that great. But whatever. I love chemicals. so
0: They're very good tasting chemicals.
1: They are. They're extremely good tasting chemicals. And, uh, but they would always ask, do you want marinara sauce? And they would straight out ask me that. And I would say, yes, I would love some. I get my order. They don't put marinara sauce in the bag. And I did start to take it personally because why else would you ask me and then specifically not put that in the bag? But then, you know, you just you keep going back. and you, you know, Hey, thanks, could I get some? You know, and you just ask them. You just make sure, and you make sure they're having a good day. And the next thing you know, oh, hey, I got a bonus sandwich. It's not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> bonus sandwich. You know? I love you, it. You just. No, I. If you <laughs>
1: don't. It's just like it's not about you. Like, yes, your order is not what you wanted, but you know what? It's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm totally wish you with try you. a new drink that you
0: like. You know, you'll never it gets it's it a little it gets a little much though when you go to Arby's for an Arby melt Arby's melt and they don't put the cheese on it. I've had that happen. I mean, that's twice.
1: Fair. That's like half of the. <laughs> Half the sandwich, right there. Yeah, you can't have a melt without the melt. I was
0: a, I was a little, a little pissed off, but you know, I still ate the sandwich and I didn't go back. So the, the, the one though that gets me, I just had to laugh because it was so. I went and I think I just got fries or something at McDonald's, and they never salt the fries enough. So, I just I asked the window. I was like, "Hey, can I get some salt with that?" And the guy comes back and I put my hand out and he dumps, like, a whole bunch of packets in my hand. I'm like, cool. And I pull my hand in, and I'm, like, just about to drive away. And I look, and every single one of them's pepper. There's not a single salt in there. <laughs> and it was a big handful, too. And I was just, like... <laughs> I, I just, like, look back at the window, and I'm just, like... <laughs> I just... I. Was, I was debating and waving him down and like he gave I'm just like you know what whatever I don't need the fucking salt <laughs> I just left and I was lame. laughing I was laughing because it was just it was just a fuck you
1: <laughs> I mean you kinda have to at stuff like
0: that <laughs> it was just a fuck you <laughs>
1: know it's like clearly he was I don't know those are the types of episodes that that make TV shows funny. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but just in our everyday life, we have to make everything a drama instead of a comedy. You
0: know? Yeah, and just exactly.
1: Uh, like my dad, oh, he takes that stuff personal, <laughs> so personal. Like he just he gets blood feuds with these restaurants if like they <laughs> screw something up, and he just will not go there t- till the end of time. <laughs> And it's just like, dude, it's not, it's not that serious. <laughs> like, Emily and I, like, when we first got married, we would go to, uh, you know, go to restaurants trying to find, you know, fancier places to eat around here. And, you know, you get all hyped up to go, and you go there, and the food sucks, or, like, the, the service isn't great. And it's just like, and we would kind of take that personal, too. Yeah. It's just like, and it'd be devastating, you know? And it's just like... But ultimately it's like, who cares? It's an experience, dude. Yeah. You just go there and I mean also it's like you're you're paying people to do something that you could do yourself. You could make dinner, mm-hmm. you know, by yourself. But you're paying other people to do it. So you don't know the quality of their work. But it's like you just go there for the experience. And if you like something, awesome. You found something new, if you didn't, then Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it's it's about setting expectations, I think. Because that's, that's very true. I, I never go to a restaurant and expect to have an amazing time. I don't think I've... I, I just don't do that. Especially with fast food places, too. It's just like, I don't expect them to get the order right. I don't expect it to taste good. It's just like, I don't expect anything. So, so when they get it right it's just like cool this is awesome but yeah, it's like yeah, that with sierra job, man. she takes it personally <laughs> and they screw it up almost every time too which is hilarious <laughs> like I, I just tell her you know like she likes to check you know or check to make sure that this, everything is in the bag it's like meticulous i'm just like they screwed it up <laughs> you know they screwed it up <laughs> they do it every time <laughs> And then she'll go away. And like, me, there's pickles on this. I clearly asked. <laughs> there's not pickles. I'm just like, why are you, are you have to angry? treat
1: it like when, <laughs> like when your kid like draws something or colors something, and wants to put it on the fridge. You know, when you look at it, you can't tell what it is. But hey, you know, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you just put it up on the fridge anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man you gave me a bag of something so good you. you got that going
0: i mean what do you expect <laughs> yeah
1: you can't expect perfection
0: <laughs> they're working at a fast food joint man
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i'm just i'm always i'm always like um uh, you, you never know but you could just hope be hopeful that they didn't like spitting it or put some other bodily fluids in it or
1: that's what i'm saying
0: like rub it on the floor or something
1: yeah it's just it could be worse you know, it could be a lot worse thank you for not spitting on my burger
0: <laughs> exactly that's, i don't i know, that's all i ask I, I believe in the policy of just never pissing off people who are handling my food <laughs> No. You don't know no, what they're doing the, back there. You don't know. You can't see it.
1: <laughs> Isn't that basically what Fight Club was about?
0: Is it? <laughs> I think
1: there's something, I don't know, they're like, oh, you don't make the people that do your food, you don't make them mad. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, I don't remember some that. There's rebellion
1: that they had where they did that. I oh, didn't it's they? It's been a while since I've seen that.
0: Yeah, didn't they? Somebody was doing terrible things to the food in that movie. Yeah. 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 I I firmly believe in that though because it's it's such a stereotype and it's so damn easy and I'm pretty sure it's common throughout the service industry. So I want to be the nice guy that doesn't get the the AIDS spit or whatever HPV <laughs> <HBV laughs> in my right. in my soda.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know oh with the driving thing i had a revelation on the way here um just people passing each other and there was this this guy i was trying to i i was setting the cruise you know i like to just set the cruise and not have to deal with it especially when there's not a lot of people on the road so this i was just the guy in the left lane he would be going faster than me and then when he would get along next to a car in the right lane, he would slow down and match their speed. And I'm just like, What what is happening right now? But it made me think, instead of getting angry, I was thinking, I was like, you know what we need is a little sign in the back of the car that states your ideal speed so that people behind you can see it and maybe people in front of you too. Cause the speed limit is meaningless, right? Like nobody right. follows the speed limit. Cause that you know, that was my theory when I was you know in college and driving back and forth I'm just like well that's the speed limit we should all just set our cruise to 70 and everything would be great but clearly that's not the way the real world works so we need a sign in the front and the back of the car that says I want to go 85 you know or I want to go 98 <laughs> and just it would make things so much easier <laughs> wouldn't it? So He'd be like, I gotta get out of that guy's way because he wants to go 98 and even if the cruise is set at 84 he's not going to be happy. So,
1: You're talking about what speed people identify with.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I like it. It would work though.
1: I think it would.
0: You, you just, this guy wants to go you know, 64 or then they're like you have a question mark. <laughs> Which I think is what <laughs> most people... Uh, Still
1: exploring? Yeah. (laughs) Exploring what speed I feel good at? Yeah, just
0: not paying attention. Like, I don't know. I just put my foot on the gas until there's a car in front of me, and then I get angry.
1: (laughs) I think that'd be a non-binary speed.
0: Well, if you had the sign, you'd have to make it, you know, it would have people be more cognizant of it, and then you'd have to make a decision. So, (laughs) you'd have to think about it at least. You'd be like... Well, okay. I'm trying to get here. The speed limit's this. What speed do I actually want to drive?
1: (laughs) People that want to go with the speed limit are a little bit, you know, like that five over or whatever. They could just be cis drivers, (laughs) cis speeders.
0: I didn't. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking about making things efficient. But
1: (laughs) I mean, I just this could be a whole movement. I think you're thinking too small on (laughs) that. Trans speeders can go faster or slower. Yeah, that's Just have true. to identify which one you, which one you prefer.
0: <laughs> uh, it. I like it. I get. I just. I keep going back to it, though. I just don't think people should drive. I think the machines would do no. a better job, and we should just let them do well, it for us. You're
1: going to be getting your way.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, you know, I I disagree with it because it's a level of control that I know is going to get abused. I guarantee it's going to get abused um, As soon as you get computers driving the cars it's the, the next day or the next second It's going to be Well do you really need to be on the road right now And so on and so forth Until nobody's driving But For sake of efficiency And just human lives We should have cars that At bare minimum just communicate with each other It'd be a very simple system. You just have the radar that's integrated in the cars, and then the car in front and the car behind communicate with you. And boom, no more traffic, no more merging, no more red lights, no more stop signs. It would be perfect. A very simple system. And we or, need to do it, and I agree with it.
1: <laughs> or just have people not be nasty.
0: Yeah. But that's never going to happen is the problem. Just be, just be a decent human being. <laughs> yeah. If we all just looked around us and had the little signs in the car that said what speed we wanted to go, we could just significantly improve traffic. But it's never going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're probably right.
0: You just need the, need the machines to drive us and it'll just... I just want to see one day... I want to see an intersection with cars seamlessly crossing each other at right angles, at speed. That efficiency. Yes. I mean, you
1: don't want to see where it'll where a road will uh, go down to one lane, and you get everybody (laughs) merges over, except for like those ten people that just hit the gas all the way to the end of the line and just try to get over and hope for the best. You don't (laughs) want to see that.
0: I have to deal with that every time I drive home. <laughs> so I I yes, I understand <laughs> the pain. <laughs> That's the road that goes to my house merges from three lanes down to one lane. And there is always <laughs> those ten ah, percent of the people who just gun it and go around. And it's usually a Mercedes or a BMW usually
1: <laughs> I have such respect for the guys that just the guys just had enough of it and' you know, pull his lifted truck over into both lanes yep every time and just try to block it
0: every time that happens every day when I drive home <laughs> and eventually yeah. some guy in a big truck will go right yep it literally happens every single day <laughs> it's
1: great and you get the people that just like you said, in the Mercedes or the Beamers who see that and then are still in their main character world will drive all the way over on the shoulder <laughs> just to get around him. Dust is flying up, almost losing control of the car, but hey, they got around him.
0: Yep, just to stop at the stop stoplight ahead. Just to stop at the
1: stop sign.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, this plays out every day. Because that's, it's three lanes. It goes down to one, and then there's a red light, which is always red. <laughs> oh, man. And the, my favorite, though, my favorite, is at that said red light. Uh, there's a line of cars, and um, then the other lane, obviously. But somebody will, every now and then, whip out into the opposing lane of traffic. And gun it going like 60 60 70 miles an hour against traffic and then whip through that either green or red light and get ahead of that line of cars it's it happens you know every oh, wow. month or so
1: <laughs> that's impressive i know
0: just the balls and then and then there they'll be at the next red light because <laughs> <laughs> there's three <laughs> there's three red lights on that road <laughs>
1: I love it when somebody will take a shoulder or do something stupid to get around all that stuff and then when they get back in they just happen to pass a cop on the way and he lights them up. Yeah. And it's just like, nice work, dude. (laughs) You got around all that traffic and now you're gonna be sitting here even longer getting a speeding ticket or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, I I got to see that karmic justice too. The last time we came down here to San Antonio, uh Thankfully, nobody died, but there was a pretty bad accident right in front of me. This guy was one of the, he's weaving back and forth through traffic. You know, it's basically stop and go traffic on the highway, and he was going ridiculously fast. Yeah, and then I don't know what he tried to do. He tried to, he tried to like take the shoulder because he was going too fast to stop. He was going to take the shoulder and just blow past these people, like, in the dirt. But then somebody, like, pulled out there, so then he just ended up doing this, like, 360 and almost rolling his car. And then, he like, going backwards, ran into some lady in a little Prius or something pretty dramatically, like, directly in front of me. It was pretty, wow. uh, pretty epic, but felt bad for the lady but he got some karmic justice right there it was great <laughs> uh, yeah that's fun
1: well on that note i need to go and prepare my house for this invasion right oh yeah
0: they're not there already
1: no i guess they're getting here in a couple hours oh uh, i told emily i would finish cleaning
0: yay <laughs> yeah what are they doing there just hang out, right? I
1: don't know, I don't know.
0: Man, painting something for a baby shower. Oh, okay. For who?
1: I, I couldn't tell you.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, some cousin.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, sounds good. Well. <laughs> You could have been down here, man. It's, it was 80 degrees and sunny, and we are all hanging out by the pool yesterday. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> you're killing me. All right.
1: Yeah, someday soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, come down and hang out in uh, Houston before but it gets too hot.
1: A, we could do a, one of these where we're in the same room together.
0: Yeah, we could. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, you got to, I mean, next time it snows this spring, you come down here. Because you know it's going to snow again. It might
1: be snowing into June, man.
0: This is nuts. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the start of the next ice age. This is like how they happen. You just have to have a relatively cool summer, and all that snow is just going to start turning to a glacier.
1: Well, good, because they're... they're Supposedly the glaciers are going to be melting, and we just make some more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be a nice big one right over Minnesota. <laughs> that'd be perfect.
1: Uh. <laughs> Alright, well, right. don't have
0: too much fun. Oh yeah,
1: this will be a blast.
0: <laughs> Alright. Alright, oh, right, well, have a good talk one. To you, later. you too, sir. Alright, thanks. Alright. Bye. All right. of podcasts and waste of time get out of here get out of here people you're wasting your life